nothing. This is what it feels like, except for a roof over my head, which good. Thank God. I'm I'm grateful. And I can buy a nice one. And I can buy a plant every now and then. Yeah. Like you have like you have a nice, comfortable situation. Yes. But also still poor. (laughs) So it's like. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. It's like. Yeah. uh, Life is interesting that way. Can't complain, though. We just work and we work and we work. Honestly, and, uh, that's fine. But you know what? I can't complain. I truly can't. I could have it way worse. But true, worse. true, true. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know who doesn't have it uh, any worse? Um, or, or, you know, you know, who has it worse? Everyone who played in the say. movie where the crowd ad sing. Exactly. They have and it I'm, way worse. Although, yes, it is debatable. I have I have some thoughts on this movie, which is yeah. what we're doing, everyone. Hi. <clears throat> Should we introduce ourselves? I think so, too. Everyone, uh, welcome to the podcast. I am John. I am Travis. And this is Mean Girls Interrupted, where we review a movie. Spoil it. That we both have watched. We spoil the heck out of it. And then we uh, and then we talk about it and uh, review it, I guess. We review it. We give our... We, we review it in the sense that we kind of decide whether or not we liked it. And then we base it off of 10, whatever we think at the end. Yeah. This one's probably going to be like where, where will, where the crawdads sing fall on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Uh, crawdads. Crawdads. Who don't ever sing and who, that you never see. Yeah. A bunch movie. of Sebastians. Um, yeah. None of them. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know? If I could. <laughs> all of these crawdads could sing. You're right. I thought they were going to like cut away to a bunch of crawdads like in an orchestra or something. Did like, you like, ever like used to go crawdad fishing? Yes. Me as well. I used to love I mean, it. It was always a river excursion. And you would get and, your little um, hot dogs or your ham and tie it to the string and hope that those little uh, bastards bite. Uh, yeah, we would. Uh, we would take it a step further. I don't oh, dynamite. Think that, Yes, dynamite <laughs> into the because they're always like burrowed in this little uh, underhang yeah. in the river where like the tide isn't like super crazy, but um, or the current isn't super crazy. And uh, yeah, and so I think there was one time I have this distinct memory of crawdad fishing. We had we had um, like nylon twine. Uh, yes, and, of course. Uh, and we like kind of like hooked this little rope cage around like this giant slab of meat, like raw meat. Yeah. And then we lowered that raw meat. It was like a brisket meat. Like these crawdads were getting treated to a meal. Well, I mean, so that we could be treated to a meal. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so we just like lowered it down into this little crawdad burrow and you couldn't see any crawdads and you're like, it's kind of just rolling the dice. And then whenever we pulled it up covered, Uh covered uh-huh. in crawdads who had no idea what was about to happen yes, to yes. them. <laughs> Their demise was imminent. Yeah. And you basically just like wreak a, a genocide on, on this little colony of crawdads. Yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty much a bummer, but you know what? Yeah. At the circle of life. It is a circle of life. Cause I'm pretty sure, um, I didn't eat one of them. Oh yeah. I don't know why. That's okay. You didn't have yeah. to. I think I was like in fourth grade and I probably wouldn't have enjoyed that very much. I don't know. Uh, my neighbor used to go crowd adding with us and he would take uh, he would take them home, throw them into the boiling water where they would proceed to cough up all the murk that was still oh. inside of their little mouths, like the sand and stuff. Oh, and great. then they would slowly boil to death and he would eat them. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's it's how a it works. Boil. Yep. So yeah. good for them. Crowd adding. So that's where the inspiration of the crawdad singing comes from, maybe. Yeah, because they're Them singing. dying in a pot. Honestly, probably dying in a pot. <laughs> Scream, crawdads screaming to their death. Do you think they screech? I've never heard it, and I don't want to. Me neither. I think you're supposed to kill them now before you boil them. Are you? Yeah, you just do like a knife through the head. Oh. Well, I won't like be doing that anymore. I'm, it was similar with like, with a, with a... Uh, crabs in Galveston, Texas. There's like you can just like put a net out into the beach. Oh, I th- and I thought you were talking about night. the ones you put shampoo on. 
Yes. Those crabs too. <laughs> no, Galveston, Texas is perfect for that. But um, yeah, so like we uh we we were visiting somebody. I was young. I was like in the second grade or something like that. And they took us um uh crab fishing. We'd cast the net, got all the crabs, and then I watched them cook it and um uh in the kitchen afterward, and there were just all these crabs of like a variety of different species, I guess. They were just like crawling around in the sink with like the the water coming down on them. And I was like, interesting. And then I was just like fascinated by watching the crab. And then a hand comes by and picks up the crab, tosses it into yeah. boiling water. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is what we're doing today. These are not pets. No, they this are not dinner. pets. They are food. Yeah, exactly. If you, so, if you <laughs> eat them, if you don't, we're so sorry. Trigger warning to all of you. Uh, yeah, I think they were made into a tamale, actually, because we were visiting uh, this really nice um, uh, Mexican family in Galveston. Yeah, it was like the the parents of a close family friend. And and I think like the, her grandmother wasn't doing too well. So like we uh, my mom took me and my when one of my and one of my brothers along with her to like uh, to, like, you know, be a friend through a hard time in Galveston, Texas. And we spent a lot of time on the beach. Damn. <laughs> it was nice. John, I really want to try a crab tamale now. Yeah, I, I'm just going based off of my second grader memory. But like they were, I think they know that they were making tamales, but maybe it was a different time. John, I believe second graders more than I do adults. Yeah, me too, because they adults carry words. a lot. You know, yeah, adults have agendas. They cannot be trusted. And they're out to get you. Yeah. And so are second graders, in my opinion. Well, some some of them are. Some of them are pure evil. Yeah. Have you, I remember second grade was like I I felt like the slow one because it seemed like everybody else had like. They had like dynamics with each other, like social dynamics, and I had like nothing to I, had, I didn't want to do any of that. <laughs> John, but that's OK. Yeah. Where are we going today? We're going to. Uh, I'm going off the rails. Where we are going, though, is we're yeah. going to the Carolinas, which is where the movie where the crawdad sings takes yeah. place. It does. And you know where you know what else happens here? So where the crawdad sing is based off of the, the hit bestseller book of the same name uh, by Delia Owens. And it's like a beloved novel, apparently. Yeah. It was, it was made into a, oh yeah, of course. Like people love this book. Yeah. There was some controversy surrounding this movie, but I didn't care to look it up. Oh, controversy. Only, well, only in the sense that everyone who watched it and had read the book prior probably didn't like it. It was hated. It was a dark tower moment. Yeah. I kind of can get that vibe just from watching the movie and not having read the book. I didn't read the book either. And I was very like. I'm I on the also fence. Also let down. I'm <laughs> yeah. very on the fence about this movie. Uh, interesting. Um, but you know, whatever the case, it can't. We have to say it's directed by Olivia Newman. Yes. Who is a person? She is. That's correct. And uh, <laughs> and she has done other movies, apparently. Oh, and uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's. <laughs> it's notably produced by Reese Witherspoon. Oh, well, yes. Reese Witherspoon. There was someone else attached to this. And I know that Taylor Swift chose to write and sing a song uh, yes. called Carolina about this movie only because Reese Witherspoon was attached. And there was one other person whose name I can't remember. Probably the actress who is. Uh, yeah. Daisy Edgar Jones. Yes. Who, by the way, I have no clue who she is. She's very pretty. Yes, um, she is from. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I won't. Um, thank you. Uh, that's what she's from. She's, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so Daisy Edgar Jones is from uh, Normal People fame, which is a, a show that oh. came out on Hulu um, during the pandemic. And like everybody freaked out about like everybody loved normal people well i didn't watch it so yeah she's the lead in there Mm. and then this movie happens she's she's on the up and up well good for her she was also yeah it's like she's very she has 
it's she has that every person pretty quality and which then I like appreciate. angles happen and you're like, oh, yeah, which I appreciate. I like the every person pretty. Yeah. And she is talented. Um, I she's not I appreciate from, what she was doing. Yes, I think she's British. She's not yeah. from the States. I know that she had to have a coach, a dialect coach for this. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's like trying to cross over and like take America. Well, I'm take Hollywood. Listen, honestly, send your imports. The ones here, you know, lackluster Americans as as usual. Boring. We got Ryan Gosling. We got Jake Gyllenhaal and we got um, another one that looks exactly like them somewhere. Somewhere in the fold. And they just they do action movies. Yep. They uh, they've been we have Jared Leto, sure, Leto they, however. Right, right. We have that. Send, well, we have that one. Send him away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh. Whenever I think of Jared Leto, I I just see his weird eyes, his beady eyes, dude. What did he do to his face? <laughs> I'm not joking. And this is I don't know. I'm Something not, happened along the way, John. There was a cosmetic procedure that has done something to his face and it looks You've heard it here first. This is all breaking the story here. I listen. I don't have any info. This is just my opinion. I truly think in my opinion, he has had some work done. If you were to rate, if you were to rate Jared Leto's eyes on a scale of one out of 10, uh, emaciated performances by Jared Leto. How many would the where would he fall? He would fall on like 10 John Wayne Gacy's. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I bet he has fallen on 10 John Wayne Gacy's. John, Honestly, there's just something there's something off. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. But (laughs) speaking of opinions, John and I are entitled (laughs) to ours as you are yours. And we are going to tell you our opinion of this movie later on down the road but we yeah, like to and tell we are you the authority on movie reviews honestly as far as podcasts go and two nobodies who nobody knows we right. are someone and you should come you to know, i have a bone to pick i have a bone to yes, pick. yes please quick. pick it before we jump before we dive into where the crawdads sing do you like that i did like that yeah before we dive head first a lot of water in there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I, it was something about us being nobodies and then you were picking bones and oh, stuff. Oh, right. Celebrities, get off of podcasts. This was, this was our thing first. And then you come around and everybody can't help but only listen to celebrities now. Why? And then so, and celebrities being interviewed on podcasts is now like the whole rage it's even more of a rage than it was before well you want to know crazy it bothers me because i'm like you already have everything can you leave something for us leave us some crumbs you cunts right because that's like kind of what happened with youtube um youtube was a way that regular nobodies could actually monetize and then celebrities came in yeah and we're like let's get more cash go away Celebrities and studios came yeah. in and cele- and studios are coming into the podcast thing, too. Yeah, they like need to Amazon s- owns Wondry and Audible. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know. They need to go away. I know. I'm uh, sick of it. Unless they want to come on I, here. I am. I am a total. Yeah. Come all over these mean girls interrupted. Actually, if not one single celebrity showed up on here, I wouldn't care. Yeah, it's true. What, like, I don't even like what difference like, would it make if they showed up? Be like, oh, we in, we interviewed this person. We don't care. Yeah, I don't care. If you're Go make inter- your millions. If you're a celebrity listening to us right now, email us at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail dot com. All one word, obviously. And um, like have your assistant do it. We know you're not doing it. Yeah, or just text us at 928. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so where the crawdads yeah. sing, Travis. John. Um, it's starring uh, Daisy Edgar Jones, Taylor John Smith as Tate. On a, Taylor John Smith. What a white bread name. Yeah, they're like, oh, so... What's your heritage? Taylor Quite. John Smith. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a white American. God. Uh, Is he American? He could very well know. be from somewhere else for all we know. I mean, he could be whatever he wants. 
done. I mean, he has to be from middle America because that is a middle America name. (laughs) That is an Indiana name. For real. It's either Indiana or forgotten U.S. state of Indiana or Ohio. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely an Ohio name. (laughs) More specifically, Cleveland. Uh, we can't. Okay, who's the next one? <laughs> Harris Dickinson, who plays the the bad, the bad boy. Harris not Dickinson. Good for Daisy. Harris Dickinson, but he is English, and that is sounds like a very English name. John, it sounds waspy. He sounds like he's from Connecticut. I mean, did you see his row of veneers? Yeah, I saw his row of veneers. Freaking chompers. He had his fucking chompers. It took me out of it because this was a period piece. John had TV teeth. For real. It's like you can't be in the 60s with veneers. No. It takes me out. Yeah, no. But good for him. They were probably really, really bad. They are beautiful that. teeth. They're, I mean, alarmingly so. Like Disney Prince cartoon. Uh, Th- those are uh, animated he, teeth. Yeah, like Disney animated. <laughs> uh, so, and we have David Strathern, uh, who plays the lawyer. Oh, good. Um, so yes, basically, good for him. all. What we're trying to tell everyone here is that the cast is attractive. The cast is attractive. It's like you can't sit with us unless you are a 10 or above. No, really. The, the cast is actually quite They're beautiful. All 10s. It's weird. And also, which threw me because this is a story that revolves around the character of Kaya Clark. Who is Marsh um, Girl. Uh, she plays Marsh Girl, but she does not look like a Marsh Girl as an adult. John, she didn't a teenager. look like a Marsh Girl even as a young child. She just right, looked just like slap a, some dirt on her face. They like, what are you doing? They took her shoes off. They said, "No socks for you, Miss." And here is some dirt on your face. It, like, no. Also, you're adorable. No, really. Like all the way up to being an adult, I'm like, okay, you're not a Marsh Girl. This is not real. Yeah. You have. Every tooth in you your have head. All of your teeth. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, okay. John, do you know what? Marsh at Swamp People. For those of you who have watched Swamp People, they're people who hunt alligators. Not a single one of them has a full set of teeth, and they are true Marsh people. Okay. And the teeth that they do have are rounded. They are. They have. <laughs> they have been sharpened by chewing on they're rocks. Right. They're rounded. The gums have receded from meth. So they look very like really long teeth and you can kind of see the roots. John, long in the tooth. Is it meth or is it old age? We will never know. Right. Because and also if you this, do this, meth, these you swamp age, people. Right. Kaya, Kaya has pearly white teeth. John, I'm telling you. It doesn't make. I a whole ton of sense. The genetics But here. the thing is, is like in this movie, and we can justify it this way, is she grew up five miles outside of the town, but she was still an outsider. Still an outsider, but also like she didn't learn to read good. She didn't and- learn to write good <laughs> neither. Yeah. So she has a very, for, I'm just saying like for um, a very dark back history for her character, Daisy Edgar Jones does not pass as a swamp girl who raised herself in a swampland. No. No. Not no, one no. bit. Her hair is great hair. John, I'm not joking. It cut it all off. You could make a beautiful wig out of that head of hair. She there's whenever we cut to her like as like um sort of an older teenager and she starts to uh encounter uh, Tate, who has like a has a, a long time boyhood crush on her, she starts to. We see her in that moment, and she's she's been isolated for years at this point, and her hair, her hair, is it's in like this bunchy stylish braid, and she has several different parts up top, and it is conditioned. Mm. It is clean. So clean. But not just clean on a dry. It is hydrated. John, it looks like it smells amazing. It looks like it's also filled with a little bit of extensions to fill it out. Oh. And I'm like, you are not a swamp witch. No, she is. See, those extensions, John, they fooled you. Um, <laughs> did they? They did. Those are tracks. <laughs> Tell me how. They are made out of swamp moss. 
She Ooh, has. Interesting. She has added it to her hair. And you know, you the swamp moss is notoriously uh, like luscious and clean and shiny. Yeah, of course. And it always matches the same color yeah. of your own hair. Exactly. It's a perfect always. dark auburn brown hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Also, skin underneath that that very thin, patchy, like dirt work that's very artfully put on there. A beautiful skincare routine from a swamp witch. Well, that's what she gets for this. Like, like yes. A, I'll tell you this. A, the humidity will work wonders on your skin. B, if she truly is covered in mud constantly and there's minerals in that, her skin's going to be flawless. You know what? True and very solid point. But I will raise the point to you. <laughs> yes. That she has been down and dirty, surviving off the land over right. here. Not one scar. Not she's nope. a teenager. Whenever we first meet Daisy Edgar Jones, and she has not one zit on that. Not face. a single. I wanted. I wanted spotty, patchy skin. Like, come on, be a teenager. Honestly, it's, she's. It's like, but this movie is like this heightened, romanticized uh, account uh, of the talk book, about romanticized. Listen, who were who was the person who was the casting director of Gummo? Because that's who we needed. (laughs) That's definitely that is who we needed. They were swamp people in a burger. Dude, Gummo. What I love about that, and we'll just say this: Gummo hit the nail on the head with casting because they truly did cast out of a Burger King random people in town, and it felt so insane outside of Chloe Seventy because yeah, (laughs) all of these people (laughs) should have been in. Where the crawdads sing. I know, right? Like, so, yeah. So, who was the anyway. casting director? Let's not go there. Oh. I don't care. Do we want to out the... Uh, David Rubin. Oh, hi, David. Who, I love a good Rubin. I do love a good Rubin. <laughs> but, so, he is a long... He's a very high-end, classy studio uh, casting director. David, hi. We do know you're listening, and, actually. We, you. He's, he's been around for quite a long time. <laughs> he did The Talented Mr. Ripley... Also a beautiful cast. John, I'm sensing a theme here. Hollywood hates ugly people. (laughs) Lars and the real girl. Also Ryan Gosling. Also that that doll that they cast. Beautiful. I know, right? Hot. (laughs) (laughs) um, And also Big Little Lies, which also beautiful cast. You know what? You got your Laura Dern. You got your Reese Witherspoon. You have your Nicole Kidman's. You have your at one point Meryl Streep showed up for whatever. And um, screams at some children at a dinner table. Yeah, so you have all of these Shailene Woodley, who is the next door girl, pretty. Uh, yes, yes, yes. All of the and, same uh, things. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, God. Obviously. You know what, though? <sighs> Take me to church because Zoe Kravitz is so, so gorgeous, dude. Smoking. Like literally Smoking. that face. But we're yeah. not talking about her. Do we want to you know do what like, I want to see? Dream casting. Oh, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. For what? If if we were to recast this movie. Um, no, oh. just in any whatever. OK, just dream cast in whatever movie. Oh. OK, so we're going we're going uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yes. Uh, now for me, it's Gemma Chan. OK, yes, of course. Gemma Chan is freaking And we're, we're just going off of looks, looks and smoky hotness alone. Oh, Okay, of course, yeah. Zoe Kravitz. Yes, Gemma Chan. Yes. Obviously, we cannot forget the Margot Robbie of it uh, all. The Margot Robbie is solidifying herself as a Hollywood legend. Um, dude, yeah. She's just slipping right in there. Dude, I love this. It was so seamless for her. But you know what? Everyone else needs a chance because, of course, she's a pretty white girl who Hollywood loves. Um, very, very true. So, um, let's say, who else oh, do we want? You know who I was like... Letitia Wright is, is, yeah, is, I know who you're uh, speaking sl- of. She's extraordinarily slinky and skinny and like has a very like definitive look. Yes. But work. Yeah. Also, um, let's not forget Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, okay. Uh, like, <laughs> It's okay. fine. <laughs> Should we get into this fine? movie? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, oh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Of course, obviously. Anya Taylor-Joy. But dude, look at her. I mean, is it really? Oh, right. And obviously, the, the my current obsession is Florence Pugh, Tessa Thompson. No, let's not forget Tessa Thompson. 
Um, also, let's give <clears throat> Kiki Palmer a chance up in here. Oh, did you did you watch Saturday Night Live last night? No, I did not. She oh. on it? She hosting? Uh-huh. She hosted it. And there's a very fun surprise Is there really? during her monologue. Okay. I'm going to, I want to spoil it for you. No. Okay. I'll let you. Can I do Yeah, it? you can. Okay. She's pregnant. Are you shitting me? No. Apparently she was forced into outing. She acknowledged it in her, in her very funny monologue. <clears throat> As people like saw some, the picture of her and were like speculating everywhere all over the internet. And I was like, I didn't know anything about this. Me and I followed either. her very closely. So uh, she uh, she announced it. She is like showing that she's with child and she shows she shows her her bare belly and she is pregnant. Damn. Twenty nine years old. Good for her. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Good for her. Actually. I mean, she has everything going for she her. Truly, so, but, she but truly she was forced does. into she she took it on the chin, though, but she was like forced into saying it. That sucks. So, but yeah. you know what? You kind of got to move with. I mean, what's going to happen? She's going to have a baby. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a Na- Naomi Campbell situation. Like one day Naomi has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just like showed up on the cover of Vogue with the baby. We're like, excuse me. What? <laughs> like, sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. That was also like out of left. Field. Also, I kind of like those out of left field moments because I was like, wait a minute, making a splash. Like your PR is good. They said, hide that baby. And so she did. She hid it in a basket somewhere for nine months. Yeah masters of pr and we are all just tricks in that treat i forgot where we were where the crowd we're uh, in the, we're in the carolinas where the crawdads did this is what um, let's do a quick rundown clearly okay uh can you start kick it off you know what do you mind <laughs> i don't mind at all okay you know what i don't i not only mind don't mind i prefer highly encourage okay (laughs) so i love the encouragement all right so here's where we start off in this movie and we're gonna make a real quick it's gonna be a quick synopsis and we're gonna john if i falter don't stop me um yeah drain that swamp i'm gonna drain that swamp (laughs) so here we go speaking of swamps where the crawdad sing, starring blah bird dare bird d and so perfect <laughs> thank you so <laughs> where the crawdad sings begins with um a dead body there's a dead body and some police are there and they're like oh my god <laughs> how and so everyone's <laughs> tripping the cops go up these stairs trust me it's gonna make sense later but they go up some stairs and it's metal stairs and they notice that there's a big old hole in these stairs at the top and these cops are podunk and they are from the 60s because that's when this movie takes place between the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So that's a little period piece for all of you. Now, the cops roll up and they're like, whoa, this guy fell or he was pushed. And that's all you Ooh. need to know. You're like, oh, and then they look down and there's a body. Well, this person who's dead, the town loves him. He was a yeah. His name is uh, his name's uh, uh, Chase Andrews. Of course, his name is Chase they're Andrews. Like, they're like, what? You killed Chase Andrews? They said, oh my god, it was the Swamp Girl. And so, even though it's Marsh Girl, everybody blames the Marsh Girl. Okay, who is yeah. played by who? Uh, Schmazy and that's it. Gobbledygook. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Schmazy Gobbledygook plays the Marsh Girl, and she's now in jail because everyone's like, the Marsh Girl did it. Um, yeah, they're like, arrest her immediately. And there is a high speed boat chase. John, I loved it. There was some there was underwater tomfoolery. Yeah. And then they just snatch her right. John, out. they pulled her they're out like, like a gator so fast for real. They, did. they pulled her out like <laughs> a gator. They threw her right in the boat. What they did was they actually like lowered a piece of hot dog <laughs> on a string and she was like trying to get away, but couldn't resist Yeah, because <laughs> she's hungry. Because like that movie. The one starring George Clooney, where you turn into an animal. She's a crawdad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she is the singing crawdad. What was that movie called? The Lobster. Uh, They're from the same family. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Daisy Schmedmerge Burgers is in jail. And <laughs> Daisy Booger Bomb. Yes, 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 yes. So the Marsh Girls in jail. What is her name? Kaya. Kaya. So Kaya's in jail for the let's finger air quotes, the murder of Chase Andrews. Julie Chase Andrews. Julie Chase Andrews is now <laughs> dead, but his teeth will live on forever because they are fake. So they yeah. will never rot. Uh, they're made out of nope. porcelain. So you know, I didn't think about that. No. 
when you die, so if, John, you near, if you if you whenever you die and you're buried <laughs> in the ground and after you and like grave robbers exhume your body, all they will find are perfectly set veneers. John, your skull will look beautiful. It's gonna look so good, honestly. If you're a grave you know, robber, they're not lying. Whenever like this will last a while, it will last an eternity. <laughs> last for eternity. <laughs> okay, if you're a grave robber listening to this. There's nothing good buried in there. Take the teeth, fam. Those things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. If you were like a veneer dentist, orthodontist person, a great racket would be getting into cahoots with the um, undertaker. Oh, no, no. The undertaker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So the the funeral home people and then they can actually harvest uh, previously owned uh, veneers and then you could just recycle that into somebody else's mouth and then save yourself a lot on your bottom line john talk about a twisted tooth fairy i love this we're writing this after yes. we're done twisted tooth fairy anyway where the crawdads sing <laughs> so david strathern shows up and he's like you know i'm gonna volunteer to be your lawyer because i feel bad for you honestly and she's like, he's Thanks. like uh sorry <laughs> i mean she daisy edgar jones or Kaya Clark, she gets a lot of handouts based off of because people are really just sorry for or her. Or she's just really pretty. One of the right. two. She's, she's white. She's beautiful. She's lonely. Illiterate most yeah, of the she's time. illiterate mostly. <laughs> yeah. So Kaya writes a book. She does. So what happens here is the lawyer's like, Listen, they're going to put you on trial and you're either going to prison forever or they're going to put you into the ground. And she's like, I ain't talking for nobody. But then he goes, but I, for me to get you off the hook, I need to know something about you, which is where we get the story of how Kaya grows up. She opens up like a shell, mind you. Yeah, she does say she it. does. She does. She uh, she that? opens up like a shell. She's, she she does. What? She said people oftentimes forget about the creatures in the shell. Something oh, like right. that. Something, yeah. something of that nature. Right. I don't know. Something weird. I forgot about it anyway. So, but she, so we, this is all told mostly in flashbacks. Yes. So get ready. And we got time jumps. We start out as a little tiny Kaya and she has like sisters. She's got like a brother or two. She has a mom. She's got a mom which is who's so like weird. an artist. Her mom like draws and things. And then like uh, a dad who abuses everyone. The ever living shit out of every person in that household. Like hardcore and to the point where everyone one by one runs away from the house, leaving Kaya alone with her abusive father. And she uh, learns how to survive on her own alongside this volatile human. John, can I can I just jump back to that? The scene when everyone starts leaving one by one. Did it not remind you of when the grandpa opens the door and hey, Arnold and all of the animals run out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is very like that. Like it's they just kind of gloss over it and like literally show people bouncing with the suitcase all of them and they look to the left they look to the right because they're like where's dad but they know like he's they're in the breaking house. out of prison <clears throat> like come on john they are uh, technically what a prison yeah, that would true. be so she is left alone uh with a chicken and and her dad yeah with and chicken so, uh, <laughs> she's holding a, she chicken, is holding like a, a chi- sad chicken dude she wipes her tears into the chicken's feathers as her brother leaves <laughs> uh yeah um <clears throat> And then, uh, yeah, she grows up uh, off the land, off the kind she learns how I guess she learns some schooling. She rejects school because people make fun of her. Her dad leaves and her dad's her dad ends up leaving as well after she receives a letter from her mother who has been missing for years. But the dad burns it before she can. Well, she, well, she can't read really it read anyway. It. Yeah, but he won't let her see it at all. And uh, then he uh, trashes the house and abandons her as a child alone. And then she makes starts making money by harvesting clams and mussels and selling them to the local market guy. John, and they uh, are basically her surrogate family. They, there, I love after. them. But also, wouldn't it have made more sense for her to harvest crawdads? I mean, this thing is called where the fucking crawdads sing and there's not one crawdad. John, I didn't see a single crawdad there was not one crawdad one crawpaw if you want to call it 
Yeah, so the I, the where the title comes from is whenever her final brother is like about to bounce and abandon her with the with the crazy dad. He's just like he's like, you know what, Mama always said, if things get real bad, just you, you know where to run to where the crowd at thing. Yeah, which obviously I don't know where that is. it sounds. Does that mean kill yourself, John? It sounds magical. Does that does is he like you know what you can always just kill yourself? Yeah, true. I have no <laughs> clue. Yeah, but the mom didn't kill herself. She didn't run no. to where the crawdads sing. She just abandoned her children. Dude, she legit just uh, left. She walked away, packed suitcase. She had a, she had a handkerchief uh, tied above her head. Her hair was quaffed. Yeah. Yes, quaffed and ready to go. And uh, but so is she uh, anyway. So we hop and skip and a jump in like a Daisy uh, Edgar a booger bomb is now yes. a teenager looking hot. And she has a wardrobe and everything, but she's not supposed to. Um, she made it out of. She starts. She starts S and some D. Oh, she meets Tate, who she met as a child a long, long time ago. And Tate comes back into her life and he is leaving. He's leaving not just a trail of breadcrumbs, but a trail of feathers for this bird. Yeah, she's obsessed with feathers. She loves, loves them. Some. Can't get enough of birds and stuff and nature. Uh, she loves sniffing a, feathers. Also. How did he know she liked feathers and why would he just leave a feather in a tree stump every day for her to show up? Uh, you know what? I guess that's like what he's um, baiting a trap, dude. He's I like, guess that's what like, right. That's what unhealthily obsessed men do to women. Baiting a trap. They prey upon them and they, uh, they lure them in and they trick them. But she wasn't tricked though. She loved, see, honestly, she got a treat. I'll tell you what, it was kind of a sweet gesture. Cause what do you do in the fifties? Sure. If you're poor, I mean, this is like a, I mean, you can't just text them. You up, of course you can. And you're not going to write them a letter asking if you up. Cause that's days later. If you're going to do anything for swamp girl, just get her like a turtle shell or something. You know, she needs things that she needs. And he does that. He gets her a spark plug. He does get her a spark. He gets her <laughs> carrot seeds. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, this is this is your end. Yeah, you do know you don't have to do anything else. You got me. Look, I'm ready to go. She and then the fateful day they meet up at the stump together and it's all over from there. Whirlwind romance. uh, Literally, it's leaves. They're like, John, it turns into the notebook, whatever that does. When the leaf uh, tornado starts happening and they dance in it and then mack it for a yeah. minute. The music is very romance. The, the lighting is very bleh. Yeah. It's like throw up and John, romance. It really and, is. It tried to be the what? notebook hard. She doesn't see it coming, but, it wasn't but fully he erect. leaves her. He does. He leaves her because he doesn't want to be in this town and he was accepted to university. And he's like, I'm totally going to come back on the 4th of July and I'm going to meet you right where we always um, like where we always go yeah, on, the beach. on your beach. And she's like, fine. And she does it. Fourth of July comes around and she stays all night waiting for him. And he never shows up ever. And so she- John, remember, she puts on her good lipstick. It's pink. It matches her beautiful dress. Yeah, and it's almost like she was putting lipstick on for the first time, even though every single scene before this, she was definitely wearing lipstick. John, she was very thorough at putting that lipstick on for someone who is supposed to be very marshy. Yeah, I need I need Swamp Witch putting on lipstick. Do you know what they should have named her? Marsha. it was a real missed opportunity travis yeah and i'm glad that we can call that out here on mean girls interrupted missed opportunity her name is Marsha from here on out yeah i mean it's no longer daisy edgar smurf it's Marsha. (laughs) Marsha the swamp Marsha edgar jones yes and so she uh Moves on with her life, and this movie goes full into her um, drawing love life. She's drawing like, some just stuff. love life. Yeah, she's drawn a whole bunch of like nature drawings, and then she meets Chase Andrews. She meets Mr. Teeth. Uh, Mr. Teeth. How does she meet <laughs> yeah. Mr. Teeth? Oh, on the beach. She's drawing on the beach, and they're all playing. He volleyball. looks over at her and like checks her out, and then like he. Uh, comes to her house no he doesn't go to the house yet he says i'm gonna pick you how does this happen i don't know but he like fully inserts himself into her life and like we know that he's like a creep he's a total creep 
like controlling and whatever, like clearly just using her. And she so they start hooking up and doing the things and it goes on for a while. And then um, John, there's literally no chemistry between the two of them. Zero chemistry. Absolutely none. I get it. I get that. That's the point. She says, I don't know how I feel about Chase Andrews. But I don't know. I don't. I never knew how I felt about me. I wasn't alone. Can, John, can you imagine that's your relationship is? I actually hate this person, but I'm no longer alone. Yeah. And then one day after. So she gets some really great news about a book club publishing deal. And so she wants to celebrate. So she's in town. She buys a little bit of groceries and she bumps into Chase Andrews. And he's like, what are you doing here, Marsha? And he's with his friends. So he that's been established that he can't talk to her around his friends. Yep. And then but also one of them is his fiance. She's, he goes, hi, you guys all know Kaya. And the fiance goes, oh, hey, yeah. uh, Marsh girl, right? She's like, it's nice to meet you. I'm Chase's fiance. And she flashes the biggest diamond ring. John, I almost cut my teeth on it. I said, uh, that ring was huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, and so she runs back home and then, but chases on the chase. Chases he, on uh, the chase. John, I love that. <laughs> cool. Um, so cool. he like immediately shows up at, at her place and she hides from him and he's pissed because he needs to have what he wants at all times. So he's like obsessed with her. And then one day he catches up with her on the beach. He's like, I knew I'd find you here. And then we have a whole like rape almost scene. rape moment, no, which was a rape scene. Well, she thwarts it because she beats the shit. Oh, out of yes. Him. With like a conch so, shell or something, a conch shell. And then she kicks the shit out of him. John, I love and that. Then, yeah. And then runs away. And then, we see that he's like trying to find her thereafter and she's like always living in fear, which she doesn't want to do. Yeah. He wrecks and her he house. he won't stop. Yeah. He wrecks all of her shit. Which is really so rude. He, she worked very hard on that house. Yeah. It was very annoying. And then like Tate shows up and it's like sees the, her black eye. And then Tate she, shows up after like, four Rah. years, by the way, everyone. This takes place five years later. Tate is magically there. He's like, I love you. And Kaya's like, get the F off my porch. He's like, can you still love me, please? She's throwing and she's like, full rocks no. at him. She yeah. said, hi, and, um, David and Goliath. Welcome to the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but long story short, um, the the trial goes very well. And uh, and she gets a, a, a not guilty verdict. Well, we forgot to tell um, the people after this is where it gets dicey because they try to give you a red herring. Tate's like, go on your meeting that you were going to have with your publishers. Come back in a week. All will be fine. I love you. And she's like, okay, all right. And within that time, she gets on the bus. She leaves. And guess who dies? Chase Andrews mysteriously falls through a magic tower. Right. You're supposed to, you're supposed to kind of suspect Tate did it. Um, Tate, but, um, <clears throat> Turns out, uh, yeah, so Tate uh, is not guilty. Chase Andrews is dead and gone. And then so she ends up uh, getting back together with Tate and they have a long life on the in the, on the swamp. swamp. They both become and, swamp mommy and daddy. Yeah. And then uh, uh, elderly Kaya is floating around in her boat and she basically dies just saying the word mama. John, I was like, OK. So I saw the ghost yeah. rolling up. She was coming. She was coming down the way. She was stomping the runway. John, she was fully living uh, fully. She was like, this is she was chewing up the scenery with that walk. John, she was a me in the meatpacking district while you and all of your friends were smoking cigarettes outside of New York fashion or the, the New York <laughs> thing. And I was stomping my way up to you guys. That was me and her. I felt it. Yeah, you're like, bitch. Yeah, she said, then, my moment to shine. I'm like, this is me. And then Daisy Edgar Jones was like, not so fast. This is my movie. Yeah, Marsha, excuse me. Marsha, Marsha Clark. So Marsha Clark dies in the boat. <laughs> she dies in the boat. And then Tate's like, no. And then uh, after decades of living with this woman, he's flipping. He's reading her diary after she's dead. Which that's then, the best time to read someone's diary. John, the dirt. 
the dirt. Imagine. I would, I would never, by the way. I would. I don't want to know certain things about a person. John, I would because I want to know who I'm burying. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, am I going to love it or am I going to hate burying? Like, <laughs> how is this going to play out? Like, how is this going to influence my uh, my grief process? Yes. Am I going to are my tears going to be happy that the person has died or sad that the person <laughs> yeah. has died? Yeah. But uh, Tate finds the 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 hardcore evidence uh, that, that Kaya that did, in fact, murder Chase, Chase Andrews, Andrews, a.k.a. Mr. Teeth. Mr. Teeth, gotta love it. She killed her predator. And then that's the end of the movie. She killed and her predator, uh, y'all. It, she, he deserved yeah, it, TBH. He was a total yeah, dick he face. Very much deserved it. You don't feel bad about a Chase Andrews death in this there world. There wasn't, the moment I saw his face, I said, ugh. Ew. Let's yeah, buy like, some somebody, shoes. Like, it's, I mean, it's a testament to the acting, I think, of Harris Dickinson because he is a very attractive person. John, there wasn't one part of him that I didn't want to punch. Right. Because of his demeanor, the acting, everything about him was just like, I, I'm like, you, you have, you have uh, become unattractive. John, the, the American stereotype <laughs> must be so strong because people who play the who play a douchebag American do it so well because. Yeah, John, that's accurate. We went to school with people just like Chase. We did. Total cunts. And I would not be sad if they were dead. Right. I don't so want like, them to die, but I'm not going to be sad if they pass. Right. Yeah. We did grow up where the crawdads. John, we actually did grow up where the crawdads. Frozen in time. (laughs) So weird that we could relate to this. Yeah. Would you consider yourself a Kaya? No, because I don't have that great a skin. You want to know what, though? What's so crazy is like we go back to school where there was a girl literally having sex in a canal and her nickname became crawdads. (laughs) <laughs> this yeah. literally happened she for those, knows where the crawdads she sang. knows where the crawdads sing um she done went to where the crawdads sang john can you and imagine they gave her a medley of of like the dirtiest nastiest song for those of you imagine. everyone listening right now this is a true story we had a person at our school her n- nickname became crawdags because she was caught by the school security guard having sex with her boyfriend in an empty canal and her name there on out became crawdads. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, uh, so fun. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's like that's just being a teenager, John though, right? School's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love all like these these YA movies and uh, trends, like on Netflix and shows and everything. But they ne- they don't really show teenagers as they are teenagers are nasty messy disgusting dude it's drug addicted yes. not in a euphoria glossy beautiful kind of way no. like these are these are meth addicts getting down and dirty in the in the canal behind the school I, uh, these well, are i don't want to call they, them meth addicts because they weren't everyone's addicted to cigarettes dude everyone was smoking <laughs> cigarettes yeah, and like it's it's just everyone was getting drunk wild. on oranges that they had syringed vodka into. Yeah, like I in high school in my freshman year of high school, I would we had off campus lunch and I would go and get high and drunk off of screwdrivers before second half of school. Honestly, why not? Like I need I I mean, yeah, like, this was this that. was I, John, is it just an American thing or is this truly? No, no. Just, I, I think, think teenagers, teenagers are just, are just disgusting, which why but, none of this makes sense. Right. But then you see like these depictions of like YA like shows and things like that. And they're like teenagers who like, have never with, farted like, murder mysteries. Yeah. They've yeah. literally not a single one of them has ever had a pimple. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, if you if you if you have a job at 16 years old, like you are you are now in a you're in your mind, you're a, you're a full adult and don't need any of your parents anymore. Yeah, that's that's the mentality. And you're allowed to do whatever you want. That's how I thought. Screw whatever you want. 
spend money on whatever you want and yeah. you just can't wait to fly the coop. And then you realize at 30 that you were just a child. <laughs> You're like, wow, I was actually so reckless. Yeah. Reckless. And that's all of us as teenagers. Where are the crawdads? Where, where are the crawdads saying? Yep. So that's the movie, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Travis, uh, how did you feel about this movie? I think I got a little bit of a read on how your rating might, your review might go. I think you did get uh, a little bit of a read. So there's a reading. Basically, it's this. Um, I can understand why there would be people out there who would like this movie. For me. I, Who's that audience? The audience is someone else. Um, <laughs> so out of out of ten pearly whites on your deceased skull, rotting corpse, yes, on your rotting corpse, out of ten, and here I know this is going to be too high. I'm going to give this a five. I sit on the fence because I was watching this movie and I didn't have a hard time finishing it but also there was a lot of this movie that i was like i don't i'm not gonna subscribe to it but you can if you want to it's not yeah it's not a terrible movie it's just not great like it's lackluster it is a five it's a five for me it's not like I can truly understand the market for this. Like whenever they're truly when they're standing around and those leaves are spinning, I was like, girl, someone in that movie theater flooded their basement. Yeah. They're like, this is my fantasy. It was so this is my romance. So hot for them, dude. They're they're like, I feel like an isolated swamp girl, too. The movie's not. The movie's not a bad movie. It's not a movie for me. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I would say for me, I would like I didn't enjoy it. Like there wasn't one scene where I was like, oh, work at all. Like even like the the emotional climax of it all um, really didn't get me. Uh, I would say I kind of don't like that it focused on her romantic life at all. Like that it felt very like one note, very like stereotypical, like a girl, uh, girl and her boyfriends. Yeah. uh, Between uh, between two completely opposite men who represent like her father, abusive father dynamic and her like issues with abandonment. It just felt like for the setup of a girl who was horribly abused. Yeah. And left to fend by herself at like the age of eight and should have probably just died out there. Like, I feel like the performance of Daisy Edgar Jones could have been a lot deeper. Like, and I think it was just it was more like a directing note for her because she is like she's shown like really dark sides and other things that she's done. So I think the tone of it was too bright and glossy for the context. Because the context, you know what is, I mean. The whole thing plays out as this town, who knows nothing about the Marsh Girl, literally wants to put her to death. Which at, she's in the cop car, and they're like, "You're a murderer!" Screaming in the street. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that was. Weird. I'm like, okay, um, town mob, shut the front door. So, I know. You know what? Actually, I'm not going to give this a five. Can I take my five back? Change your mind. Yeah, you can take you can take all your five. Can I take my five back and give this movie a three? Yes, you can. That's what I was going (laughs) to give. Because I'm going to give this movie a three. The more I think about it, when Tate shows back up, her entire life is about abandonment. Everyone left her and he shows up. And within three seconds, she's like, all right. She's like, cool, whatever. I'm not going to be put into jail anymore. Fine. The thing is no, Yeah, this isn't a five. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a, definitely a three for me. And it's like just because I, you know, I do appreciate Daisy Edgar Jones and what she did with this material. And like, uh, like, but she does carry the movie like she is definitely an actress who's going to be starring in movies. Yeah. Get over it. I wouldn't watch this. Whether movie. we like it or not. I would like it. I like her. I think she's, yeah. I, you know, I want to see her. I want to see her do other things, but this was very, 
very yeah, it like, felt like yeah it feels it feels like there is a much cooler and a deeper and more complex version of this movie that is more realistic yeah I didn't, but they I, they they elevate it to it into a, a fantasy romance yeah on par with notebook yep. the notebook i didn't read the book so i'm guessing it's way better it always is it's always yeah, it's, way better yeah especially with this kind of a thing where it's like murder mystery dead things yeah uh i love like, a good murder mystery yeah like you know like this is this is what i got was getting the vibe was like what if gone girl was adapted into a movie that was elevated and glossy and in a bright tone way no i wouldn't have liked it you know it. what i mean i would have not liked because, that at all gone girl was so good because it was dark yeah like what if david <coughs> fincher directed where the crawdads sing John, I, that's the, that that's the version good. of this that i want yeah i would have been cool with that too yeah gone girl was good gone girl was very good and ben affleck is very not my thing i know right but it's because rosamund pike is like amazing killing it killing yeah. it yeah yeah. So, OK, let's get into what's the critics. What do the critics say? Oh, right. <clears throat> OK, let's see here. Very quickly going over to Rotten Tomato. Can you vamp while I get there? Oh, yes. Um, OK, so. I have a joke for all of you. Uh, it's really good. Um, OK, so <clears throat> let me get there. I'm pulling it off the top. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because it wanted to, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> very that, funny. Thank you. <laughs> very, very solid. It had a twist, a turn. Yeah, it had a twist, it was an unexpected turn. answer. <laughs> and I loved it. So anyway, oh, uh, thank you so much for that. <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, so as you would imagine, the critics agree. They gave it a 34%. John, how are we? Okay. We need, okay, we are the authority of all the critics. John, all of them. Uh, okay, for all of you out there who truly listen to us on the regular, email us. Should we start a blog? Because we can start a blog. I'll type no, up some stuff. That's too much work for me. Oh, John, <laughs> trust me, it's almost no work for me. Okay. <laughs> well, how about you guys, if you want that to happen, email us at Travis and nope. No, we're not doing that mean one. Girls yeah. <laughs> That's our old one. <laughs> mean Girls Interrupted at gmail.com or go to www.meangirlsinterrupted.com and you can contact us there as well as listen to us and also like, follow, comment, subscribe. Anyway, but you know what the audience score for this movie was? I'm going to let me wait. Let me take a go. I truly have oh, no please clue. Please do. Oh, please do. Please. Uh, as do. you all know, I need to let you know, I don't check Rotten Tomatoes. I do nothing. I base this purely off of how I'm feeling. I What's could be completely be? wrong. The audience score for this movie is an 8.7. 97%. What? Fresh. They almost gave it 100%. It has to be out of loyalty for the book. John, people love this movie crazy i'm sorry i don't think so because this is what the okay the critics consensus is daisy edgar jones gives it her all but where the crawdad sing is ultimately unable to distill its source material into a tonally coherent drama that's very much sums it yeah, up yeah sorry this movie is not and, good yeah and the audience says a particular treat for viewers who love the book where the Crawdads Sing is a faithfully told, well-acted story in a rich, beautifully filmed setting. I will say the set, John, I was like, that's what the Carolinas look like? Girl, I'll go. I'll have it. I'll pay love, a visit. I loved the look of the swamps because swamps in America, at least, are, are not like bogs no, of they're, despair. They're gorgeous, they're dude. Lush, green, watery, biodiverse. What? That's what's uh, crazy to me. They call her Marsh Girl if it's the bad thing. I'm like, dude, have you seen the marsh she lives at? She lives five steps from one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever seen. She lives I've in a Thomas seen. Kincaid cabin. I'm not kidding. She looks. It's not, it's not a shanty. No, she lives in a painting. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, we're out of time. We're out of time. Don't we're watch time, this guys. movie if you don't want to. Watch it if you want to. Yeah. But if you want to watch it, it's streaming on Netflix right now. Right. This. Second.
So subscribe to Netflix and subscribe to us first. A comment, yes. rate, review. We love all of you. Thank you for listening uh, to Where the Crawdads Sing and Mean Girls Interrupted. We have another episode coming out this week. It'll be out on Thursday. These come out and on that's Tuesday. Gonna be die Hard. It's going to be Die Hard, everyone. John and I have never watched it, but guess what? We have never watched it, and it's Christmas. And it's, it is a Christmas movie, despite any of what you bitches think. Right. I mean, there's Christmas trees and everything. Anyway, we'll to get into it over there. So uh, we're going to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, yeah. big old pile of teeth. <laughs> <laughs>